0: don't really, really know, too. Hallelujah. And so that inspired me about this message. And so I did some research, and I don't think we have enough time to talk about what success is and purpose, but I'm going to try and at least uh, launch us into the entry so that in the future, if we get time, we'll continue. Amen. So we're going to talk about success for maximum Impact. Tell your neighbor, success. Oh, come on. I don't like this. When I'm here, we are doing this together. Amen. So when I say tell your neighbor, if you don't have anybody, talk to the next chair. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, success for maximum impact. Hallelujah. Success for maximum impact. Now, As I always do, what is the meaning of success? Success is when you reach your aim or purpose. Those who are successful have achieved or are currently working to achieve their greatest desires in their life and career. So individuals often have different understandings of what success means to them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the key things that I want you to, if uh, uh, you are taking notes, to write down is success is when you have reached, or when you reach your aim or purpose. So now the word success, which we want to all be, I want to be successful. And I'm pretty sure you want to be successful. And I'm pretty sure even if you don't want to be successful, you want your children to be successful. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And so do your children's children. So everybody wants to be successful, but the key thing in success are the first few, uh, actually the first sentence of what I read. Says so success is when you have achieved your aim and purpose. So that brings us to two keywords: aim and what purpose. Say your neighbor, aim, purpose. Hallelujah. Those are the key elements of a successful life. So nobody can tell me that they are successful if they have no purpose. Hello? So you can only go in this world or talk about having made it only when you had a purpose. If you don't have a purpose, um, there's one kind of success that I I could call empty success. So that brings us to two kinds of success. Hallelujah. There is empty success, and there is good success. We will go there in a little bit. But I just want you to note the fact that if you are yearning, those of you who are college students, those of you who are young professionals, who are starting life, if you are yearning and thinking about being successful in life, you have to have a purpose. Amen. You have to have a purpose. Uh, let's read in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10. This is Paul talking to young man, Timothy, right? He said, but you have carefully followed my doctrine manner of life, according to my, uh, re, uh, my uh, version, purpose, everybody say purpose, faith, long suffering love, perseverance, and all the good stuff. So even in the time of uh, uh, Timothy, young Timothy, when Paul was talking to him about all the good things that he has learned, he made sure that he referred to his own purpose, So it was not good enough for Paul to talk about his manner of life. Paul had a doctrine. As we are all here, we are believers. It's not good enough to be a believer. It's not good enough to be just righteous. But he mentioned other things. To have faith. It's not good enough to have faith. To be a man or woman of faith. And then he also said, My love, you have also observed me loving people. You have seen me persevere even in persecutions and afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch. So Paul was talking to him about all this, but he was careful to also mention that, Tim, Tim, you have also seen my purpose. You have seen my purpose. Now, um, let me see if I have, because I don't want us to lose uh, focus, but what is purpose? purpose. Purpose is the reason for which something is done or created for which or created for which something exists. That is what purpose is. So we're talking about having maximum impact by being successful. And then being successful depending on the fact that you have purpose. Now purpose is the reason for your being. So if you can achieve success in life, Not only do you have to have purpose, you have to have the reason for being. Hello? Am I making sense? So that is what we are facing right now. So Timothy was told that, look, you have observed every good thing about me, but don't forget also the fact that I have a purpose. Paul told him, I have a purpose. So purpose is intentional for people who are yearning to be successful. If you are a failure, you don't have to have purpose. You just live your life anyhow. But if you have a purpose, it means that you are living for something. Tell your neighbor, living for something. So if you achieve that something, that is when you can tell me that you are successful. That is the end of my message. So in order for us to have impact, in order for you to have impact, in order you to have maximum impact, you have to have success. To have success, you have to have a purpose to your life. There's got to be a meaning, a reason to your life. And when you have achieved that reason, then you are a successful man. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, so the purpose is a prerequisite of success in life. So much as I want to be successful, I have to determine what my purpose is. So when I have achieved that purpose, then I can say that, huh, I am successful." And like I'm saying, many people are living in life, we perceive them as being successful, and yet they have what we call empty success. They don't have what the scripture calls as good success. Now, if we look at the life of Saul, as an example, if you read from uh, the, um, Samuel, First Samuel, if you read between chapters 8 all the way to 15, it talks about the life of Saul and Samuel. And when Saul, the Bible says that Saul, before Saul became a king, the, the people of Israel were judged by Samuel. You know, we were judged by judges, you know, all the way to Samuel. And eventually they wanted to be like the other people, the other nations around. So they went to God and said, God, we are tired of people who are priests, who are judging us. People who are called judges, Samson came, he judged us. These people are judging us. We want to be like the other nations. Give us a president. Give us a chief. Give us a a king, basically. And so God decided to give him a king like they have opted for. And so um, Samuel was at that time told to mean Saul to become the king of Israel, right? And the Bible says that Saul was doing so great. In fact, he had had led the people of Israel to win many battles. He, let me just read my little summary here. It says, Samuel judges Israel, saves them uh, from, uh, I want to just skip to one. Saul is a skillful soldier who successfully leads the nations to many battles against their enemies. But in God's eyes, Saul is a failure. So, this same reading is saying that Saul is a skillful soldier who successfully leads the nations or led the nations to win many battles. And yet, in God's eyes, Scripture is saying that he was what? A failure. And so, that is why there is two kinds of success. There is empty success and there is what? Good success. So, Saul, a king, all right. How, why would you think a king is not successful and he had led the people to win many battles? Yet, scripture is saying that he was not successful. Win battles, all right, but he was not successful. And so, there are a group of people on this earth who are making money, who are building mansions, who are creating lots of wealth, in fact, creating innovative ideas that men and women have yet to dream about ai technology whatever it is and yet they are not successful in god's eyes they may have empty success like the one of saul winning battles winning the money winning the goal winning the awards winning the political leadership and all that and yet in the eyes of god it is what we call empty success hallelujah why is that because paul i mean saul according to scripture was disobeying God constantly, and I read it it says Saul is failure in the sight of God because he constantly disobeys and does the things and does things his own way. Hallelujah. God eventually rejected Saul because he constantly did his own thing his own way without aligning with the will of God, so success can be deceptive if you are not following the will of God, if you are doing things your own way, if you are not following purpose, then you can seemingly succeed. But that is what we call empty success. Now let's talk about good success. The Bible says in Joshua, let's read Joshua chapter number 1 and verse 8. This is about you, No. You are still on Timothy. Okay, I'll read myself. Did it change? Okay. So, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way, keep going, verse 9. For then you will make your way prosperous and then You will have what good success, hello. And so, there are two types of success empty success and good success. Now, Saul's success was the empty success, that is why it did not please God to win battles, all right, to make money, all right, to be a chief, to be a king, all right. And that was empty. And the reason for being empty, scripture says that because he constantly disobeyed God, he did things his own way. Are you doing things your own way? Are you following purpose? Or you are are just doing things your own way, just to please what people will say about you. You know, how people will praise you on social media, how people, even your family will, will say about you, what your friends will think. Is that the motive behind what you're doing? What kind of purpose do you have? What are you trying to achieve? Are you doing it the empty way, or you're doing it the good way? And scripture has already is so blunt. The first empty empty success says that constantly disobeying God, doing things his own way, and then in this part it says that this book of the law shall not depart. So working with the word of God and being prosperous and having good success. Hello, hallelujah. And this also, if you have caught it too, it also tells you that prosperity is not success. Because why would the scripture says that? If you are reading, be careful. It says that. Then you make your way prosperous. God will make you prosperous if you are working along with his word. But then that is not success. Because if it was success, he would end there. But he proceeds to see there. And then you have good success. So the fact that somebody is rich doesn't mean he has, he has succeeded. Hello? And so those of us who are beginning our lives afresh, you are beginning a career, aiming to be rich or prosper in life is not enough. It is good. Because scripture saying that if you align yourself with the word, you will be prosperous. That means it's good. But I don't want your aim or your focus or your purpose. Tell your name about purpose. Hallelujah. That is, that is why I wanted the purpose to come before we went through. Your purpose should not be, I want to make money. I want to be filthy rich. I want to own gold. I want to own real estate. I want to own, what else do you have? Cars. I don't want a transportation business. That is me. You know, that's all I'm about. No, you are failing because you are looking for prosperity. You will prosper. You will be rich. And then you will feel the emptiness. That is empty success. Hallelujah. You will feel the emptiness. That's why people, I, there are some seriously rich people, famous people who committed suicide. And I think about it. And sometimes I'm like, how? One recent one is Anthony Baudet. Those of you who watch CNN. Look at the life this guy was living. He travels to Italy, just tastes food, and he loves the food, and he gets paid. What a life. <laughs> and then come to CNN and be popular. And then he commits suicide. There was yet another comedian too. I forgot his name. If you remember, tell me. What was it? Yes. He, he took popular, Hollywood star, and commits suicide. Because it was all about the prosperity part, emptiness. Hello? So success is not just making money and making fame. That is just encomers. But if you are successful, it means that you have achieved a purpose. And when you achieve a purpose, you feel fulfilled. You want life to continue because you are feeling the joy in here. My God. Hallelujah. Amen that is what life is to be about, not about just the emptiness. Now, we can talk more about, about Saul. Let's, let's talk a little bit about Saul, the empty success of Saul. The Bible says that when Saul became a king, at some point he became depressed. He became depressed. This is a man who has won battles. He is a king, and yet he was depressed. In those days, they could let them marry more. I don't know how many wives... <laughs> I mean, look look at Solomon too. Wives and then the other ones they call concubines. Hallelujah. That was, I mean, the epitome of what, you know, men in those days could get. The money, the power, the women, the family, everything. And yet there was emptiness. And this Saul, the Bible says that he was depressed. You know, scripture doesn't use the, the word depressed or depression. But that's what it means. The Bible says that David has to go and play the flute, play the instrument for him to become when his depression and anxiety came. Why? Because he was empty after all the battles he has won, after all the money, the power, being the king. Yet he needed somebody to suit his mind because of the emptiness that came with his life. So if you don't live your life with purpose, if you don't live your life to achieve success with purpose and you just choose one sweet thing and follow you can get there tell anybody you may get there but you ain't gonna be happy hallelujah and then tell anybody neighbor i hope it's not gonna be you hallelujah amen so this day i just want us to bring our attention because we have a lot of young people you know like myself here you know (laughs) hello who are just starting life and so you have to realign your focus on life and not just chase the emptiness in life. Chase that which will make you eternally grateful and joyful. Hallelujah. So that is what Scripture talks about. Good success and an empty success. Hallelujah. Amen. And so what are some of the things that we could do Even, uh, you know, to attain this success, this good success we're talking about. The first one, as we have already mentioned, is to find purpose. If you are here and you don't know the purpose of your life, this is the time to begin to search. We are going to go to Scripture to, to give you some standard purpose that God has set for all of us. And then if you achieve those and you achieve more, you're going to be the most happiest person on this planet. Because that is what Scripture says. If you achieve purpose, you are successful. Hallelujah. And if your purpose aligns with what God, your maker, has aligned for your life, that is what makes life so, so nice to live. That's when you wake up and you want to live. Why? Because there is purpose. And remember, purpose is meaning to the things that you are doing. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let's, let's go straight into that. Ecclesiastes. Chapter number, I think it's number three. Are you there? Verse nine down. In my scripture, the title from that portion is The God-Giving Task. So these, pay attention to every verse from here forth. Because these are some of the things that God revealed to Solomon to write down as the things that human beings should focus on. Amen. So the first one, what prophet has the worker from that in which he labors? This, I mean, this, just a little background. This Solomon was the wisest of all. As a matter of fact, scripture says that even after him, nobody else came on earth among humans. I'm sure Jesus is wiser. Jesus is God, right? But among human beings, there ain't nobody like this man. He actually lived. No, if you forget what I said, he had all if he if comes to marriage, he married more hundreds. If he comes to girlfriend, he had hundreds. If he comes to money, he had billions. If he had come to palace, he had it. He came to church, he built the most beautiful temple you can ever think of. In fact, at the dedication of his temple, the Lord himself came down. I'm talking about an experienced man of all, oh, hallelujah. Everything, every area. And he came after everything is going through. This is what he's telling us about purpose. He like, said, what prophets has the worker from that in which he labors? Verse 10, I have seen the God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. Let's all read that portion together. If you have uh, this version, it will be better. But if not, whatever version. Let's read together from verse number 10. One goal. I have seen the God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. Amen. This man we're talking about is saying this. Now let's see what are some of the things that he saw. He has made everything beautiful in his time. My God, my kataya sandorobo. Solomon is saying that God has made everything beautiful in his own time. So your purpose is for a time. Hallelujah. Now you are not here to do the same thing somebody else came to do, you know, a generation ago. You are here to fulfill a unique purpose that can be only fulfilled by you. Hello? Your purpose is not going to align with that of your sister or your brother or your parents. Unfortunately, some of us, our parents, directed us to our purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. But it may not necessarily be linked because you are a unique one. The Bible says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made here to achieve a unique purpose. Not what somebody else is doing. Hallelujah. Now let's move on. What verse was where, where is that anyway? 11. He has made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts. My goodness. My goodness. You think you came to church for coming to church? (laughs) Hallelujah. Purpose. Not only has God created things for you and for everybody by by reason of time, he has also made sure that he puts eternity in your heart. You are here. You don't want to go to her. You think it's your doing. God put that thing there. It's God's purpose for your life. Hallelujah. And as a matter of fact, he has put it even in the unbeliever's heart. They just don't want to accept the fact. That's why they live an empty life. Empty success. They all find it. Some people are are depressed. They are going back and forth. They don't know the reason why they are messing up. It's because they have neglected the fact that there is eternity in their hearts. They have to seek for that eternity. That source of eternity. It's either you are going to hell or you are going to heaven. Eternal. And God, according to Solomon, is saying it. That is some of the purposes that we fulfill. Eternity in our hearts. Let's move on. He says that, except that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to end. He says that after all his wisdom, as for what God does, he can't tell. And no man can say it. Now let's go to verse 12. I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives. That is your purpose. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, Come on, tell them, neighbor, one of your purpose is that after realizing that you you have eternity, oh, come on, say, after realizing that you have eternity, after realizing you have eternity, okay, so what do we say from there? Hallelujah. I know that nothing is better than... For you to rejoice. After you have realized that you have eternity, one of the purposes you are here to fulfill is that you live in a joyful life. Hello? Am I making sense? So these are the, these basic principles of purpose applies to everybody. So if you don't know anything, today you know that one of the reasons why you are here on earth is that you rejoice. Oh, you didn't hear that. I'm not saying this from, is it in my book? It's not my book. This is not my book. This is not ChatGPT. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, it's not Chat. I use ChatGPT a lot. <laughs> Hallelujah. But this one is not ChatGPT. This is Chat Bible. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. He said, the thing, one of the things that God requires of every man is that you Rejoice. So rejoicing is a command. You have to live daily and try and make sure that you are living in joy. It is a purpose for every human being according to the wisest man ever to live. Hallelujah. Let's continue. What was the... uh, Okay. And then, to do good in their life. So they are... Two things, you know, put together there. So the first thing is you need to live and rejoice in your life. And then the second thing about your purpose is that, that you do good in your life. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor. After you live the good life, you make somebody else feel good. Oh, come on, come on. You Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. That is your purpose. And my purpose that I'm giving you, this is what God is telling you. Two things you never should forget. I mean, the first few ones you have already gotten down because you are here. You are born again. You are living the eternal. That is God ordained. The second thing is that you have to rejoice. And then you have to do good. Now, if you have these two things together, you will never live in a life of meaningless. When people say, what is the meaning of life? You will never say that. amen Amen. now solomon granted said life is vanity and all that that is because of the extent of where he he brought himself to after achieving the god-given purpose that god gave him you know wisdom to lead and rule over his people and all that he went beyond and started worshiping idols and so life became meaningless remember Saul, when you disobey god your life begins to have meaningless you know, that is why he became depressed. So at some point, Solomon reached that extent. After he had achieved his purpose, the wealth and everything had come, he went beyond his purpose and the meaningless began to set in. So if you live beyond what you, you are asked to do, meaningless will come. You will talk about vanity. And uh, people who die and die, die. No purpose. You speak like there's no meaning to life. I, don't, I want you to cut those things from your vocabulary. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. No, man, man, no, man, that how do you say that in English? <laughs> There's no need for life. Uh, if I die, I die. Uh, everybody will die anyway. Those, if you hear people saying that, they have no purpose. And if you if you work with people who always say that, remove yourself from there. Hallelujah. Yeah. They have, they have no purpose. They have nothing to achieve with their lives. And so they live like, oh. Uh, After all, everybody will die. Yeah, God knows everybody will die. And yet he said that you should live this way, be rejoicing, and also be impactful. Hallelujah. That is what life is about. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's continue to read a few more. And then verse 13 says that, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So enjoying life is not sin. You know, some place that I come from. At first, even if you look good and you are Christian, people think uh, maybe you are a bad boy because you are looking good. If you look good and you are a young lady, people think maybe you are fornicating. That's why you, that's why you, your makeup is all shiny. No, 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 no. The Bible says that you have to look good. Enjoy the fruit of your labor. It is okay to drive the Mercedes if God has blessed you with enough money to buy a Mercedes. There ain't nothing wrong with it. It is purpose. Purpose says enjoy life. Rejoice and also enjoy the fruit of your labor. It is okay to live in a mansion if you can afford it. The only problem comes if people want to live in a mansion when they can only afford a one-bedroom apartment. Then uh, you have stretched the purpose and then you begin to be, you know, in trouble. But if you can afford it, there's no sin with it. Hello? It is God's reason for enjoy. God no, God doesn't want people to be miserable I don't know. God doesn't want people to be miserable. If, if I go on this tangent, we won't live here. Let's use this same Solomon. This man went to God. Well, he sacrificed to God. And God went to him in a dream. And God is like, man, I ain't seen nobody sacrifice from their heart like this. Give me a thousand bulls. Just sacrifice and bend them to me like that. What do you want from me? Ask me. And Solomon, instead of Solomon to ask that, I want to be a um, You know, I want to be a mighty king. I want to win all the battles. I want to beat all the nations around me. I want to make sure that nobody can stand me. I want to make sure that I'm filthy rich. Solomon didn't ask any of those. He said, just give me wisdom and a discerning heart so I'll fulfill your purpose. What was the purpose? The purpose of Solomon was to tend the sheep of God, to take care of the people of God. And when Solomon asked that God gives him the reason to be able to Just stand and live his purpose. God said that, oh, all you want is your purpose. I'm going to give you not just that, but beyond what you need. Hallelujah. And so, tell me God doesn't want people to enjoy life. Who? Come on, man. Uh, Am I clear enough? Somebody asks you for wisdom. And you say, I I won't only give you wisdom. I'll give you future riches. I'll give you women. He doesn't give us women anymore. (laughs) Hello? But in those days, they could marry and it was lawful. You know, I will give you the money that you haven't asked me for. In fact, I'm going to make sure that you are the wisest in the earth. All he wanted was a little wisdom so he can fulfill purpose. So if somebody tells you in a doctrine that you shouldn't be, uh, you know, enjoy life, that is not a doctrine of God. That's somebody who doesn't know purpose. Because according to even what we have read, God wants you to rejoice As a purpose, make intentional efforts every day to live a joyful life. You know, every day you wake up, what is going to make me happy to say? Oh, come on, I want to live purpose. God wants me to be happy. God wants me to have joy. What is going to make me happy? If there's nothing around us making you happy, create something because God wants to see your mouth with laughter. Hallelujah. Your blood pressure will drop. Some of us, our blood pressures are going up because we have nothing to laugh about. Everything is serious and tight. Everything about life is... From here, from... No, come on, relax. Chill a little bit. Enjoy your life. Amen. That is purpose. And so, that is what God expects of His people to achieve in this life. Now, let's move on. It says that, I know that uh, verse 13, the definition is that, yes. It says that, enjoy the fruit of your labor and eat and drink from whatever God has blessed you with. And then, verse 14 says, I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it. Hallelujah. And nothing taken from it. God does it. That men should fear before him. Hallelujah. That is where the purpose comes in. So as you reason, as you try to be successful in life, look for the purpose of God for your life. Now, when we talk about purpose, you can mention brother uh, Samson. Samson achieved purpose. Joseph achieved purpose. These are mighty men in the Bible that God used to achieve some reason. Now, the reason for Joseph's purpose was that even though he was thrown into the pit, you know, in jail and all that, but the purpose was that someday in his life, he's going to be used of God to save humanity. Because when hunger came and no food was happening, God has placed Joseph there to make the wisdom that he needed to to improve on agriculture and to make sure that people could get food in the midst of a severe drought. Purpose. So his purpose was not just for him, but also to impact the other people, the nations around. Hallelujah. Now the him part was his brothers coming and coming to lodge under him. Was him being promoted to become a prime minister, living the good life enjoying himself in the palace. That was the one that was for him. But ultimately, it was to impact his generation. Ultimately, it was to help the other people to make life easy when everybody was dying of hunger. So align your purpose with God's vision for your life. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter. You know, some of us, when we think about purpose, we look at something very giant. Some, we may not be like Joseph. Your purpose may be something small. But if you achieve it, the joy will be the same. Oh, my God. Sandorobosia. Your, your, your purpose your, may not be as giant as that of Samson who was made to come as a Nazarite to come and deliver his people Israel from the struggles under the Philistines. Samson's purpose was come. You, only man, you're going to deliver the people of Israel from their struggles under the rulership of the Philistine army and the Philistine kingdom. Now when Samson started he deviated a little bit. But as you, as you remember, ultimately he achieved his purpose by delivering the people that God sent him to deliver. Hallelujah. So that's a huge purpose. You may not be here, you know, brought on earth to come and deliver nations like Samson. Nor would your purpose probably be close to the one of Jesus. Oh my goodness. We don't even want to go there. My goodness. The weight of the world upon him. My, kataya, rebosia. Ha! What a purpose. What a purpose. What a purpose. He came, the Bible says that he came just to take the sins of the world upon himself. His purpose was huge. But I can tell you he's laughing and smiling seeing somebody like me talking about him. My God. Seeing somebody like you saying that you are holy. You, that people will look at and laugh at. You, that people do not regard. You stand before the enemy and say, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Oh, he sits at the throne and he's smiling and laughing because he achieved his purpose. It wasn't just for him, but for you and I. My God, my God, something is doing with me. If you blow in tongues, speak in tongues right now. If you don't speak in tongues, let's say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, thank you, Jesus. So link your purpose to the one that God has ordained for your life. And again, it may not be as big as that of Jesus, Samson, Joseph, and the the other people. It may all just be the little thing you do at your workplace, as a nurse, how you take care of patients. People, you know, every patient wants to be with you because you you are impacting them some way, somehow, that nobody else can. Hallelujah. As a doctor, when you talk to people, the encouragement you give them it's it's unique. Everybody else is in the right to live. But you want to listen and feel and empathize. Purpose. Hallelujah. What other what what, what career are you in? Whatever it is. You can find purpose in it. Just align it with what God's word is saying. To impact life. To touch life. You see we're talking about impacting our generation, impacting the people with, with whom we live, impacting our own children, the children you have, so that they can see that there's no father like you. There's no mama like you. My goodness. I've watched and seen mothers, but you are unique. Purpose. 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 and Being successful, achieving that purpose. So Jesus died that we may live. It wasn't just for him, but for us. The scripture says that he was bruised for our transgressions. The chastisements of our, our peace was upon him. Of Everything that we have done that we needed to be beaten for. You know, I was reading this. Let's read in Matthew chapter number 27. I think that's where it was. Matthew 27, 22 to 24. This man had no, no sin. He had not sinned. But because of you, so that you and I will be saved, he allowed himself to be crucified. And let's go to that scripture. I think it's that. If not, I will just tell the story. Matthew 27, verse 22. Pilate said to them, What then shall we do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified. But the governor, verse 23, then the governor said, This is Pilate, right? Why? What evil has he done? Why? What has he done? Now they brought Jesus to be crucified, and the king to whom they have brought Jesus, you know, to be slaughtered, he knew this man has no sin. So the man says, But why? Why? He was achieving purpose. He was achieving purpose. Now, if you're going do something for the benefit of somebody, you are achieving purpose. I'm not saying that intentionally go and, you know, go and steal and let everybody be against you and then you'd be like, purpose. No, 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 no. Don't cheat at work. Do everything right. But if for reasons not by your choosing, you are going through some stuff and somebody is benefiting, it's okay. Just hang in there. It is purpose. And when you have come out and you've seen that person have also triumphed, oh, there's no joy better than that. Hallelujah. So the governor said, but why? Why? Verse 23, the governor said, why? What evil has he done? What has he done? What has this man done? You want me to kill him? And not just kill him, but crucify him. What has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, let him be crucified. Let him be crucified. Let him be crucified. Crucify Jesus. Crucify him. No reason. Just crucify him. Jesus could have talked and said, you know what? I ain't do anything. I was going to use some word. Can you- <laughs> Hallelujah. I can't use that word in the pulpit. As one as you shouldn't use it anywhere. He ain't done anything. He hasn't done anything. He could have said that. You know what? You guys, what are you talking about? And then just disappear, whether you know from flesh or just run like a human being. But he stood and watched them. And these these people who are nobodies, people who who he could just use his finger to kill, they were just playing around him. And one day crucify him. One day, but what what has he done? Then he was watching them, purpose, just so that you and I will have a standing in the Lord. My goodness. Just so that you and I, he was living by purpose. He was living for a reason. He was for a reason. Was it not for a reason? Why would the king come down in the form of a human being and let human beings spit on him? The guy who never brushed his teeth in the morning, spit on him. Now, some of us, even after brushing, we know the smell. Let alone this guy, spitting on Christ. Purpose. And then, still in verse 24, now Pilate saw that he could not prevail, but rather that a tumult was rising. They became even more angry. They became angrier and angrier. He took water. The king, the Pilate himself, took water and washed his hands before the multitude saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. My goodness. That is how innocent Jesus was. Pilate was like, okay, if you insist on killing this man, as for me, minus me. I wash my hands. The blood of this man is not going to be upon me. It should be on you, but I'm out. But the funny thing is when I read the next, I'm like, this Pilate, pa! let's read it. And all the people answered and said, his blood be on us, our own, and on our children. Look at how people are stubborn. After Pilate would have said that, you should be quiet. And yet, they even said that, let his blood be upon us. Thank God, the blood, if Jesus' blood on you, it is good. (laughs) But if if it actually went in the way that they meant, that would have been curses on their lives. Hallelujah. And the people answered, let his blood be upon us and on our children. Verse 20 says, then he released Barabbas to them, the one that is supposed to be uh, crucified. And when he had scourged Jesus, that's where it pained me. Now, I thought at first scourged means and carried Jesus. Because from the beginning all the way to this point, this guy was defending Jesus. He said, that, as for me, this guy hasn't done anything. So, you know, if you want to kill him, it's your, your palaver. Let me wash my hands. I'm not part of it. Then before he released them, he scourged him. Google or look at your decision what the meaning of scourge is. He put Jesus down there and whipped him. After all that you have said about this man, he hasn't done anything. Just because you want the praise of the people, the multitude who are rising. And why would Jesus do this? Purpose. So, beloved, if you find purpose, the purpose will impact life. There is no purpose that is from God that has no impact on life, on on other people. Your purpose will make you yourself. Rejoice, it will make you live the good life because as we read, purpose includes you making intentional efforts to live and rejoice in your life. That's what God wants you to do. And then your purpose must also touch other lives, just like our, our, our you know, our brother Jesus did for us. So today, as we have done with the Lord, I don't know, but if you are here and you don't know what you're about, you're thinking about am I failing? Am I succeeding? Sometimes, you know, when you get to the age of people who are older, you know, people who are older than myself, and you look back to life, if you don't think, uh, you will think. That's what people call midlife crisis. If you don't think, it, you think that you have failed. Some of you are young and you're looking at your life and you feel like, am I failing? I haven't achieved this. I haven't achieved this. I haven't achieved that. I haven't done this. But can you look on the things that you have done? Are you making impact? You stand and you sink. You lead worship and people are reaching heaven because you are leading them. What a purpose! My goodness, what a purpose! What is big, bigger than that? The little things that you take for granted, God can take it and magnify it, and you will impact life. When you impact lives, that is where your joy comes. Then you would have good success, as we read in um, Acts chapter, uh, after, uh, as Joshua said, right? Joshua one eight. So then you will make you will have good success. That is what life is about. To have good success is to enjoy the things God has given you to do, and to impact lives. Let's be on our feet. Thank God right now for His word. Let's open our minds and say, "Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus." As you open my eyes to see the things that I must do, oh that I shall live. A life that is purposeful.